Welcome to Leading Ladies, the podcast where inspiration meets practical application. Spark your next level of growth professionally and personally with motivational stories from trailblazing women in business. Discover what leadership means in today's world. Hello, friends, and welcome to the debut episode of Leading Ladies. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo. Today, it is my great pleasure to introduce our guest, Christine M. Roberts. She is the CEO and founder of Create Your Best Life at Home and Work. This provides leadership and life coaching as a holistic approach for high-achieving professional women. I had the um, joy of experiencing a little taste of her program at a women's group that we are both a part of called LEAP, and I just enjoyed it so much, and I have recruited her to share her wisdom with our listeners today. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much. Great to be here. I am excited for you to share your journey as it is definitely one of passion, success, and it's also exciting. So if I may, before we get into the depth and breadth of what Create Your Best Life is, I'd like to kind of set the stage for our listeners. So let's rewind Mm -hmm. to the time in your life that you felt that little tug and you kind of just turned everything upside down and took a leap of faith. Yes, yes. So just to give you a quick background, I grew up near Canada and um, grew up with a lot of dysfunction in our family and um, did not end up going to college. I ended up getting promoted in a retail position uh, in a company. When I was 19, I was the youngest manager of a retail store. Long story short, that division closed. I drove my little Nissan Sentra with no air conditioning and four tires to Atlanta because a friend of mine had heard that her family had moved here. So I came to Atlanta, um, hot Atlanta in a car with no air conditioning, $700 and big dreams, uh, got into sales and really became a student of personal development and psychology and quantum physics and, and pouring into my brain, you know, becoming a student of myself really, uh, ended up doing really well in my sales roles, um, getting promoted and, you know, lots of abundance, lots of success. And during that time, I was always interested in culture and people and human behavior. And just, I just love people and understanding people and and being a student of myself has helped me to understand others. And it's just a constant journey. And, um, and so kind of jumping ahead, I, I had worked for a company and, you know, handled the Southeast and the Midwest regions for this company. And my role was business development, but I started putting together culture strategies for the company. And, um, and then what happened is the, the market changed and lots of things happened in the market. And so that, um, company had gone, you know, had issues and I was starting to look for other opportunities I met with the president of John Maxwell Company, and he said, after sharing my story and passion and, you know, just learning more, you know, John Maxwell has written a lot of books on leadership. He's been recognized as one of the top leadership experts in the world by, you know, a lot of different magazines. And um, so the president said, if we ever had a position available, would you be interested? And I was like, absolutely. You know, that's my people. And so I started working there as a leadership consultant and um, loved my job, loved what I was doing. However, I I just got to a state of major burnout. I am married. It's now been 26 years I've been with my husband. We have two children. And just kind of step back for a minute. I had been in California at a speaker conference with Brian Tracy, who in the personal world, development world is pretty renowned. And I was at a speaker conference, and I met a couple who – had traveled America in an RV with their family. And what had inspired it was the wife had been sick and they thought, you know, she could die. And fortunately she got better and she, you know, is doing great. We still keep in touch. Um, But it planted a seed for me about traveling America with my family. And I thought to myself, so many times we wait until there's a diagnosis to take that bold move. So the seed had been planted and I, I thought, the timeline for doing that with our children, the best time would be when they were 10 and 12. I don't know, like in my mind, I felt like they were, you know, old enough to be doing their, you know, being responsible for themselves, but yet young enough that they still wanted to hang out with us. And so 
when another thing that happened previous to um, this big change that we made was my husband and I went to a a marriage. It was a marriage um, event for our church called Cultural Current, and at the event, it's called Married Life Live, and so it's it's to you know really encourage your relationship and your marriage. And this event called Cultural Current, it showed a couple on a boat going out scuba diving, and they go out on the boat and they boat they you know motor out into the <laughs> middle of the ocean. They drop the anchor. They go over the side of the boat, and under the water, they're looking at the anchor. They constantly are looking at the anchor, and then they got distracted. And the next thing they know, it shows them looking for the anchor and they don't see it. And they have this look of panic on their faces. And what happens is, if you're a scuba diver, there's a current that can take you away without you realizing it. And so when they looked and they didn't see the anchor, they went up to the top of the water and they looked and their boat was so far away. And the whole metaphor was how the cultural current can take us away from what's really important. You know, in our families, we get, can get caught up in the craziness of this life and lose sight of what is really important. And that happened. And the next thing that I, there was like two other things that happened. I read an article about people in hospice and they asked people, if you could live your life over again, what would you do different? And so much of what people said is that it was about regret. Mm. Regret that they didn't just, you know, write that book, didn't just say they were sorry, didn't, Take that trip. Take that trip. Like that fear held them back. And that really resonated with me. And so flash forward again to this time in my life where I was working, you know, I'm a businesswoman. My kids were in all the, you know, sports, um, volunteering, uh, just going, going, going. And I literally felt like I couldn't do it. And I've always been this achiever person And I just, I was grinding my teeth at night, like cracked two teeth, like over a, you know, like a six month period. And I looked at my husband one day and I said, I can't do this anymore. And if you want to get your spouse's attention, (laughs) you say say that. that. (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, and I had been talking about traveling America, you know, like in an RV. And he Mm -hmm. just thought I was, you know, like he, he just didn't really take me seriously. And I was like, no, I, I want to do this. I don't want to wait for a diagnosis to have the courage. And we have a window, a very short window with our kids to be able to do this. And, you know, he's an engineer. So I always tell people my biggest sales job was selling my husband on this, the engineer. Mm-hmm. I had to put together a spreadsheet with all of his concerns and, you know, like all the solutions, resources. And, um, and so he got on board and, um, was we, his career flexible enough that he could work on the road yes. with your vision? Okay. He was he was working for Cisco Systems at the time and he worked remote. Mm-hmm. So Oh perfect. Um, you know, but still it's da- it was daunting and this was before the pandemic. So I think it's more prevalent now what we did. But we sold basically within four months, we sold our house in three days. We sold our cars. We gave away most of our stuff. Um, we bought a thirty eight foot RV and a Jeep and we traveled America. We were actually cast on a TV show called Going RV. And um, and so we we did that, and it was amazing. Our kids did the K-12 Georgia Cyber Academy, and I worked remote. My husband worked remote. Um, and it was, it was incredible. Our family just really connected. And I remember so many people saying, like, I, we didn't tell that many people initially because so many people will squelch your dreams yes. unintentionally. Mm-hmm. So I just would say, anyone listening, if you've got something on your heart, there's something that, it's just like this twinge that of something you want to do. It's there for a reason. And I believe that God puts things on our hearts. And if he puts that on your heart to promise, you have everything it takes to do it. Mm. And, um, and so, you know, really, a lot of people just thought we were crazy. I said, there's a fine line between crazy and courageous. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'd like to stop you really quickly because I would love for you to share how you personally were able to take that leap. Because it's one thing to say, you know, okay, we've got all the, we've got the list of pros and cons. Uh, it's becoming real now that the house is sold and we're liquidating assets. Mm-hmm. But as you are leading the charge for this adventure, I'm sure that there were some thoughts of doubt. How did you personally overcome those feelings and persevere in order to live out the mm-hmm. excursion that you planned? Yeah. So t- 
to me, it's about the why. You know, when you have a strong why and you only focus on how something can happen. I mean, it's honestly, I did not allow much doubt into my mind. I only thought and focused on the possibilities of how it would happen. And it wasn't even up for vote. Like we will be doing this. And it really, that is a mindset. Um, In my life, I've run the New York Marathon a couple of times. I did a triathlon when I didn't know how to swim. I had to go take swim lessons. That's like a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Um, I'm still scared of swimming, but I did finish the the triathlon. Um, You know, I jumped out of a plane at 10,000 feet. Like, it's so much of your thoughts. Everything comes back to what you think. And there's that quote by, um, I don't know who the, if Henry Ford's the original person to quote it, but the quote of, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And so it's a matter of what you focus on. And so for our journey, I only focused on how it could happen. And there was, there was friction. You know, like my company, they were not on board. They were not on board with me doing this, even though I could travel remote and they changed my compensation. And, you know, I did have obstacles, but my why was, it's like, when will we ever have this opportunity? One year is such a blip in your life because that was our goal to do it for one year. And, you know, people were saying, first, my husband, you know, I, I had planned to rent our house Oh, and, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, and I got with realtors, and I mean, we could have rented our house, no problem. And then my husband was like, "Well, you know, what if what if like the septic breaks, or what if what if we have a twenty thousand dollar problem and we're in California?" And mm. you know, he's trying to really kind of discourage me. <laughs> I said, "He goes, he goes, you know, we might have to just sell our house." And I said, "Let's sell it." And he, he was like, "Oh, okay." And people were like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" And I said, "You buy another house. Right. It's just a house." And a lesson that was really powerful too in this, we had a five bedroom, three and a half bath house, you know, luxury cars. And we pared down to live in an RV. And I'll tell you what, you don't need very much to be happy. It was, it was such a simple life and it was all about experiences. And so again, I think to answer your question, focusing on your why, focusing on how things can happen and when you do that, there's like, they call it the reticular activating system. Like the part of your brain that focuses on what's important. And when you're only focused on solutions, it's like things show up, people show up. A great concrete example of RAS is if you've ever bought a car and you drive your car off the lot, and then all of a sudden you see your car everywhere and you're like, oh my gosh, everybody's got my car. Well, your car was always there. You just never noticed it. So it's the same idea. I have experienced that exact same thing. (laughs) My husband drives a like wildly blue truck and never Mm -hmm. before I met him did I see that distinguishing blue on the street. Now I see it everywhere. Yes. that's Thank you for putting that to words for me. Reticular activating system. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I took you off track and I do want to just loop back around to to finish um, your exciting journey. So you were on the road with your family for a year Mm -hmm. and you guys had an overwhelming opportunity to become close and experience travel Mm -hmm. and nature and all kinds of fun things. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, how did your kids respond to that shift? Mm -hmm. Did they fall into uh, the cadence of, of online learning pretty easily? What was that experience like? Yeah. So they were a part of the process, you know, as a parent, uh, I've really implemented so much of my leadership, all the things that I've learned in my corporate life, you know, leadership, like culture, like culture at a company is by design or default. Like you will have a culture, but is it by design or default? It's the same thing in our homes with our families. It's creating a culture in your home. So we have like our family values. We have a code of conduct, you know, how the Roberts conduct ourselves. And my kids have been a part of all of that. Like when they were, you know, I think they were six, I don't know, five and seven or six and eight. We did our values and Mm -hmm. kids are so smart. The family values? Our family values. And I just did our activity that I did in our leadership seminars with these cards. And I gave my kids instructions on how to, you know, we're going to go through here and and pick out your top values and we're going to narrow it down to your top five values. And I, I didn't give them a tremendous amount of instruction because again, 
kids are so smart. And they came up with their five values. And we all did that as a family. And then we came up with our family values. And so they were a part of the whole process and decision. And they were totally on board. Uh, They were excited. Now, you know, the, in fact, it was cool, like at the time to, for them to be doing online school, like at Starbucks, when all their friends are in class at school, they, they thought it was cool. And when we were out traveling, there were times, yeah, it wasn't all glamorous. Um, You know, there was plenty of times we were at a campground and like we're working and they're like putzing around on their bikes. And one thing I just want to say is a lot of times people think that, I don't know, there's different in the campground world and the whole, that whole world. It's just like everything. There's different levels. So, you know, there's, there's Bubba Joe's Super 8 kind of campground. And then we stayed at the Marriott Courtyard Hilton Gardens kind of campground. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's lots of parameters out there. Mm-hmm. As, and we needed to stay at nice campgrounds where they had really good Wi-Fi. And we had like MiFi, Wi-Fi, Verizon. Laundry. We had everything. And like laundry. They, mm-hmm. We had a washer and dryer on our, our oh, in our RV. Nice. Um, yeah, our RV was really nice. We had two bathrooms, a king bed, like Ooh. king suite. The kids had bunk beds, five flats. I mean, it, we weren't living. It's not like a Cramped. van by yeah. the river type of thing. We were living comfortably. Um, but yeah, so they were on board. And, you know, the thing is people would say, oh, you're taking your kids. What are they going to do? They're going to miss sports. I said, they're going to see Jamestown in person. They're going to see the Grand Canyon and the biggest tree in the world at Sequoia. They're going to see geysers at Yellowstone, you know, they saw so much of America in person. Tangibly. So yeah. they got to learn about stalagmites and stalactites yes. by touching them and exploring the caverns mm-hmm. rather than reading about them in a book. Absolutely. And the other thing we would do is um, just life skills for our kids. You know, they were uh, 10 and 12. They turned 11 and 13 on the road. But we would tell them like, okay, you're in charge. We're going to the Grand Canyon tell us where we're going to park, uh, tell us where we're going to go, how are we going to get back to the car? Like, we would empower them and put them in charge. And and what that did is created such confidence in them. Like, they travel, they've flown by themselves to go to other families, you know, our family in Florida. And it's like including them and allowing them to be a part of the process. And they actually, if they knew how to drive, they could have traveled alone because they knew how to pack everything up, how to connect the Jeep To the RV. Like we would have them do all these things and it was team Roberts. Uh, So I think from just from our family connecting and their relationship, because I have a son and a daughter and their confidence and and always being out of your comfort zone. You know, every place we went, we'd had to figure everything out. Where are we? Where do we got to go? And um, adventurous. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of benefits for them. I hear that's where growth occurs, Christine, Mm -hmm. is outside of the comfort zone. Absolutely. Yeah, we we grew a lot. (laughs) For those of you that are just tuning in, my guest today is Christine M. Roberts. And we are talking about her exciting journey across the country um, when she experienced burnout and coming back here to create her thriving business. And when we return from the break, I'd like to talk a little bit about what is on the horizon, Christine. We'll be right back. That sounds great. With nearly two decades of commercial and residential experience, Imagination Construction has the expertise to bring your precise vision to life or collaborate with you to create something completely new. Imagination Construction supports women in business and is a proud sponsor of the Leading Ladies Series. ImaginationConstructionLLC.com. Imagination is the first step. All right, and welcome back. For those of you just joining us, my guest today is Christine M. Roberts. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and we are learning about the exciting journey to what is now a thriving, what would you call it? Um, I'm going to call it a community, Christine, because mm-hmm. you create a community with Create Your Best Life mm-hmm. at home and at work, and we're going to dive into that here in just a moment. I like to ask you some things because I absolutely admire your leadership style. You and I have had a chance to spend some time together. I know you participate in a variety of 
um, efforts to serve your community. And one of them is mentor me. Mm -hmm. And I am very excited because you shared the story with me about your mentee. Mm -hmm. Is that what you call it? Yes. In fact, I talked to her last night. Did you? Well, we'll just give that, that mentee a shout out. You know who you are if you're listening. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm curious with all of the giving that you do, not only within your profession and also your family as well, how do you find the time to devote to a relationship in as in depth as the one that you've created with this young gal. And I'll let you share a little bit more about your experience with mentor me Mm -hmm. in the program for those that might be unfamiliar that are listening. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I got involved with mentor me North Georgia back in 2011. And, um, at the time, you know, I wrote a column in my Forsyth magazine for about 10 years. And so that was back, you know, when it first started and Sylvia, Cardona had read one of my articles and reached out to me. And my article was called Striving for a Great Mind, which was all about Eleanor Roosevelt's quote that says, um, great minds talk about ideas, average minds talk about events, small minds talk about people. And, um, and I think that's really a great quote to think about, you know, when in terms of conversation, because sometimes we can go down a path. I What inspired that article was I had been at a party and there was just some conversation that was, you know, talking about people that weren't there. And I mean, basically it was gossiping and I just was really uncomfortable with it. And it made me just think about, you know, let's strive for a great mind, um, to strive with talking about ideas. So in any case, uh, Sylvia reached out to me about speaking to students um, at Mentor Me. And so I've been doing that all these years as well, speaking to students at the schools through their Kick It Up program. And then they asked me about being a mentor and I talked to my family and my children and we talked, it was a very serious conversation about me mentoring a a child, a a little girl. And so I was matched with Mackenzie back in 2011 and literally I talked to her last night and she is now 21 and she's doing well and it's been, you know, a lot of ups and downs and um, just, you know, she's just amazing. I am so grateful to have had that opportunity. And it's really just prioritization. You know, she's been, she's been to our house. She's spent a lot of time in our house with our family. And um, so, yeah, it's, you know, I had someone in a, who was a mentor to me when I was young and she really had such a huge impact in my life. And that is what inspired me to want to be a mentor as well. Well, your level of commitment is admirable. As I understand it, the program is a little bit shorter than 21 years. <laughs> However, your relationship has grown and flourished mm-hmm. over those years. Yeah. So you yourself have taken on this young lady as a, a personal charge, uh, one could say, to continue to stay in touch and continue to help her thrive um, mm-hmm. at, for years to come. And I'm, I'm sure the relationship is, is going to remain oh, yeah. uh, for the rest of you guys' life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For someone out there who is looking to get involved with any kind of give back, whether it be Rotary, the Chamber, Mentor Me, and they say, ah, my mom, I run a business, I don't have any time. How can you help them find the time to serve Mm -hmm. within that? You know, I think that there's different seasons for different things, and it's figuring out what works for you in the season that you're in. Um, And what what is your passion you know, like what, I know I go to Brownsbridge Church and Andy Stanley talks about what breaks your heart. And, um, you know, I just have a heart for young people because I think about myself when I was young and having someone take an interest in me and help me to feel like I mattered and listen to me and be interested in me. And I wanted to be that for someone else, you know, for a young, for, for a little girl. And so it's figuring out what works for you. And, and there's lots of different causes and there's lots of different levels of, um, commitment. And so it's determining what works for you. You know, whoever's listening, if you want to serve, there's just, it's researching the different options and then determining what is best, what's the best fit for you. And get out there and do it. Just get out there and do it. Don't be scared. You have to roll up your sleeves. Speaking about um, a soft spot in your heart for young professionals, I too Um, I really just kind of grabbed hold of of myself and personal awareness journey throughout being a young professional. And I'll categorize that between 25 and 35. And it's women like yourself and leadership programs like the Young Professionals of Gwinnett and uh, 40 Under 40 that I was able to find some footing and help me gain some traction and develop as the professional that I am today. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's parents are equipped to give Mm -hmm. them 
you know, those lessons. My father worked for Delta for 35 years. He cranked that corporate wheel Mm -hmm. while he supports my entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. He does not understand it at all. Mm -hmm. My mother is the complete opposite. So maybe your parents, you know, didn't have that fire. That doesn't mean that you yourself can't go out there and try, try to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big proponent that it's, it's like, you know, the create your best life. We all are empowered to create our best life. You know, I grew up with a, like I mentioned, a lot of dysfunction. Um, however, I'm now an adult. I am responsible for myself. Everyone, you know, whether your life is mediocre, terrible, or great, you own your life and you have the power to create the life that you want. And it really just takes intentionality around finding mentors, around feeding your mind good stuff. You know, one of the things I'm so passionate about is, is, I call it inspirational mind food, you know, if in Philippians 4, 8, anyone, if you're Christian, you, you know, this is great. If you're not Christian, it doesn't matter. This is principles. It's like garbage. If you've heard the, you know, the computer term gigo, garbage in, garbage out. It goes for the same for our minds. When you're feeding your mind good stuff, like positive information, learning things, like whatever it is that you want to, to learn or be better at, There's information out there that you can learn. And so when, you know, everything comes down to our thinking, right? We just were talking about that. So our thoughts drive our feelings because if you're sad, you're going to have, you have a sad thought that drives your sad feeling. And then however you're feeling drives what you do or how you act and how you act or what you do drives the results in your life. And so when you go back to the thought piece where do your thoughts come from? You know, what, what is it that you're thinking about and where are those thoughts coming from? If you're feeding your mind garbage, if you're feeding your mind, you know, reality shows, TV shows called evil mistress, liar, liar, you know, like there's like, I'm looking at all these things. There's so much garbage that we're being fed. Right. And it is what it is. So I tell people like, look, you have control over what you feed your mind just like what we have control over what we feed our bodies. Be intentional about feeding your mind good stuff. If you want to be a better leader, then feed your mind good podcasts like this, you know, like things where you're learning, um, books, uh, you know, get around people that are thinking big, that are, you know, that are striving for a great mind. It's all about, you know, really feeding your mind good things, you know, emotional nutrition And that will drive you to have the life that you want. It's amazing you say that because I am um, a firm believer in accidental influence. So you mentioned if you just surround yourself, even if you have the bachelorette or whatever, whatever, the Jersey Shore or something like that (laughs) on in the background, you might not think, you might think, hi, I'm just working at my computer. But you hear that Mm -hmm. gobbledygook in the background and you're accidentally influenced by what you have surrounded yourself with. You just said, you just said it. I also heard something interesting, maybe you can speak to it, is that the five people that you surround yourself Mm -hmm. with, the closest five people to you have the most impact on you. Yeah. Um, What is your take on that? Yeah, I, I totally believe that. Like, you know, there's something called, um, I listened to this, to a podcast and they talked about the two minute, two day, or a two minute, two hour, two day people. So I want you to picture this, picture a circle and inside the circle are a bunch of dots. All those dots represent the people in your life. Now, underneath the circle are three little spouts with three buckets under those spouts. So picture the, all those dots And then under there is the three buckets and you've got a two minute bucket, a two hour bucket and a two day bucket. Now all those dots, make sure you put all those people, put them in the right bucket because you don't want to spend two days with a two minute person. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but there's a, there's, there's two minute people that you may be related to, you know, like people that you love, but you know, you get around them. And they suck your energy. They suck your dreams. And your time. And your time. And so it's it's like literally getting intentional about who you spend your time with. And it doesn't mean that those two-minute people that you may be related to, doesn't mean you cut them off. It's about limited exposure. It's about, you know, saying who who are the people that when I get around them, 
they they were they light me up they and we we have in you know we have this positive dialogue and we're dreaming big and figuring out how things can happen what the possibilities are you know what are the big dreams that we have those people that fuel that that's that's who you want to get around and people that you can learn from you know people that are maybe ahead of you and um and so that's where i would say you know find those two day people and don't give them 2 hours <laughs> <laughs> you said something and I want to ask you, I feel like you and I know each other well enough that I'm going to ask you a personal question. Mm -hmm. And you talked about family members and mm -hmm. you also referenced, um, you know, maybe coming from a, a toxic, you know, home mm -hmm. environment as a youngster. Yeah. How do you create healthy boundaries between those, you know, you love these people and they love you. And as an adult, you know, you don't have to see your mom and dad every day like you did when you were living in their house. Mm -hmm. How do you create the healthy boundaries so that you still love and see the people that are related to you, but you don't allow the toxicity to kind of bleed into your everyday life? Mm -hmm. Because families are all consuming. Yeah. And that emotion, for me at least, yeah. you know, I it tends to you know, strike me hard. Mm -hmm. So what would you suggest or how would you personally mm -hmm. create those healthy boundaries? You know... <laughs> it's like especially with the ones you love yeah oh gosh it's been a journey for me um I'm trying to think of the easiest way to answer that because to get to the point where you set boundaries it's like it's like understanding yourself like every family has different dynamics and um I don't know there's like in psychology there is uh this thing and it talks about like within each of us you've got so imagine there's two people and up at your, you know, at the top, there's three components within each of us. So at the top is the critical parent and the nurturing parent. So each of us have this, the critical parent is the one that is like, you know, if somebody cuts you off and you go, look at that idiot, you know, like you, you get angry. Mm -hmm. The nurturing parent is say your husband or, or your dog, somebody's sick and you're, you're like taking care of them. Mm -hmm. Then you go down in the middle and the next component within each of us is the adult. The adult is the person who goes and pays the bills, is responsible, you know, takes, you know, does all the right things to run their life. So you've got the adult. And then below that is the other component of us, which is the free-spirited child and the hurt, angry child. And so the free-spirited child is the one um, that you're just with your friends and you're playing music and you're dancing and it's like you're just joyful. And the hurt, angry child is, um, and actually that is the one where you're like, when somebody cuts you off. And so you want to be communicating adult to adult when you're communicating with, with any adult, right? You want to be communicating as adult. But what happens is, for example... I've seen this in relationships where you've got the critical parent and the critical parent makes a comment. They come to your house and they go, oh, how come you don't have a, you know, a bagel toaster? <laughs> this is a situation I right. had. And you've done all these things to try to make this person happy to create a great environment. And they just pick out one thing that you didn't have or you didn't do. And now you shift into hurt, angry child. And like you have these feelings in this family dynamic it's almost like you go back to being like 10 again. And it, it's like sometimes you don't understand what's happening inside of you. And you might have feelings, you know, when you get around family members where you've got these different dynamics. And the key is to, when you figure this out, when you have these different feelings, when you figure this out, then you can say, you know what? I'm going to be an adult. So I'm going to give you an example. This situation. So this parent shows up. This adult woman is do, tries to do everything to make things perfect. And the, and the parent says, oh, you don't have, you know, a bagel toaster. And so the adult woman wants to go into, like, this hurt, angry child mode, like, feeling defensive and, and you know, wanting to lash out. Instead of doing that, she says, I'm going to be an adult and say, hey, you know what, mom? It really hurts my feelings that I've tried to do everything here to make things nice for you but yet you still have to point, you point this out. Like it really bothers me. And then the mom is like, oh, you're so sensitive. And then the adult woman says, well, you know what? If you want to say that I'm sensitive, that's fine. However, it doesn't make me want to be around you. Well, 
that's an adult response versus, you know, like you didn't home. even notice that I made the raspberry preserves. Right. And, and so it's, it's like, I don't know. It's like, if you, once you kind of learn this and figure this stuff out, the psychology of it and the subconscious things happening, and you can elevate yourself to be the adult, it really freaks out your family members when you do this because they don't know what to, you know, it's like, like, what? what? (laughs) But when, then you can, you can start setting these boundaries and be like, you know, I'm not going to allow that, but you're handling it as your adult self, not that hurt, angry Mm -hmm. child. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I it mean, does, it's, yes. As he's, I drew a little tree here with the critical nurturing adult yeah, below as well. It's, it's really interesting. And, and, and sometimes you don't have to make a big deal. Like sometimes you just have to put boundaries and, you know, like say, I'm going to visit with my family and I'm only going to go for two hours and I'm going to make sure that there's, you know, so many people there because the dynamic changes yeah. with different people. And then I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be out. Like sometimes you can, you know, you can do things in a way that you're setting boundaries, but you, you know, it, they're healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. I don't know that. Hopefully, hopefully I'm that's helpful to, to somebody <laughs> for breakfast. And I expect you to have a bagel slicer, young lady. Um, you and I, when we first met, we were at, and gosh, Crystal Johnson and Heather, please forgive me. I don't, do you remember what LEAP stands for? Ladies, excellence. excellence. Uh, you A- know what I forgot. P- oh gosh, bless it. We will put that in the show notes for you. But either way, Christine mm-hmm. and I both participate in a lady centric leadership group mm-hmm. that um, meets once a month called Leap. And Christine presented last month, and that's when she kind of caught my eye and ignited this little fire inside of me. Now, tell our listeners the exercise that you had us do because mm-hmm. if Justin Timberlake wouldn't catch me for copywriting, I'd play the song right now <laughs> because you play the sunshine <laughs> in my town. Yeah. So. A kind of, um, you know, share with our listeners what that exercise was for, meant mm-hmm. to bring us out of our comfort zone, maybe. And mm-hmm. I know that I was just beaming with um, happy endorphins mm-hmm. after I left, <laughs> dancing my way out. So kind of set the stage for yes, us. Yes, that was so fun. I love doing that activity. So um, the talk was about lead yourself to lead others. And um, the really the foundation of it is about what we feed our minds and deciding to thrive and then taking action. And so... Taking action includes a lot of different things that really are neuroscience based, you know, like being out in nature and, um, you know, like listening to positive messaging and and the things that we've already talked about. Um, But another component of it is, is music. And that music, the, um, when you listen to music that lights you up, like with the, you know, melodies are things that you enjoy and it's, it's positive lyrics and it's, you know, there's, there's a physiological thing that happens like when you're listening to music that lights you up. And so I love to do this activity where I ask everybody, you know, give me like right now, think about your state. How would you rate your state when you're here? Like one is you just don't want to get out of bed. 10, you're on fire. Like where do you fall in that one to 10 range? And so I tell everybody that. And then I'll say, okay, we're going to do an experiment. And I want everybody to stand up. And I always tell people, like, before we get started, I want you to think about, I say this to my kids, when, you, when you're in a situation where people are having fun, you want to be the person having the fun, not the person watching the people have fun. So it's like participate. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage people to participate. And then I crank up music mm-hmm. and... I get people dancing. We always have like a, a you know, prizes to inspire because I'm amazed at the people that really we'll, are we'll motivated. Boogie. <laughs> we'll boogie for a prize. <laughs> it's so fun. And so um, we crank that up and it is like every, I mean, really, I've never done that where people, I mean, every time I've done that, people are pumped. And I'll ask them after we finish that activity, I'll say, okay, now when you think about your state right now, what is the delta between where you were and where you are right now? Like how many went up from like a five to a seven? Yes. How many went up three points, four points, five points? And it's always off the charts and everybody is so happy. And that's what I tell people. I have a happy playlist on Spotify that is, you know, like if you go onto my website, christinemroberts.com, you can actually go to the free tools um, section and I have um, that playlist and it's, it's positive lyrics upbeat music, Mm -hmm. positive messaging. And that really just 
pumps people up. So yeah, you, you were cranking it too. I, I was. <laughs> well, I have to share with you, it took me by surprise because we meet at eight o'clock and I wasn't quite awake yet, even though I had a, a Yeti of coffee. And when you asked everyone to stand, I was like, okay, I mean, obviously I'm going to stand. So I just kind of <laughs> just stood there, you know, do, do, do. but when everybody, you know, started dancing around the room, I too started boogieing. And I will say that I experienced a two to three jump, just like you mentioned, point jump. Yeah. I was like at a six and I was out there smiling from ear to ear for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I love that exercise and it is amazing the impact that, you know, just that short two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think too, it, it's like fuels, like everybody, cause everybody's always apprehensive. I mean, especially eight o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. And, um, and what if you just can't dance? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, you just do your thing. And, um, it, it's just fun. And then when people see the, the extroverts that are like really shaking, like Jennifer, shout out Jennifer, <laughs> she was just shaking it. And, it makes people happy. Yes. It really, it you brought the vibe, Christine, I must say. Well, I do want to give you a chance to share about what was the prize that you were giving out? So I was giving out a copy of my the book, book yes. and actually I brought you one. <gasps> no, I cannot wait. I would have bought it on Amazon. I did see that you um, had it out there and we will make sure that we put the link to that. Stop. It's so cute. Well, Chris. here is um, a journal, our, our manifesto and my book for you, Aww. Inspirational Mind Food, which it is gorgeous. Yeah. It's if you go to my website and you go to author page, it'll take you, you to Amazon. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Inspirational Mind Food is the title of the book. And I can't wait for you guys to check out her website because the branding is totally depicative of Christine as a human. <laughs> I, I really highly encourage you to connect with her, but it's lovely branding. The packaging, I wish you could see. It's just got a twine. Was that what you call it? Uh -huh. Twine. I love twine as well. Uh, just very chic, very crisp, very Thank professional. You. You're welcome. Now tell me as an author, if you're, if you're not tired of talking to me. Oh, I love I talk talking forever. to you. Tell me what inspired you to actually put the pen to paper because you are a, um, a coach. You have a lot of literature that you provide your clients with. And I know it took a long time to, I can only imagine to create this, um, program, but then you mm -hmm. took it a step further and you wrote a book and now we have something that we can share with everybody. And what kind of led you to that point, mm -hmm. Christine? Yeah, actually the book is a compilation. You know, I mentioned earlier that I've written a column in a magazine for a number of years. So it's just a compilation of some of the articles that I've written and it's a very simple book. Like, you know, I honestly, I don't even think of myself as a writer. I think of like, I just have ideas. And like, if you were to ask me to break out a sentence structure, I couldn't, you know, I know like I know what a noun and a verb are, but it's not like I, you know, it's not like I'm some like great writer, but I have a lot of ideas. And, and so the book is a compilation of these articles and the articles in this magazine could only be 350 to 500 words. So they're very short. So it's almost devotional ish. It's mm -hmm. like to really stimulate people's thoughts and think about, uh, you know, situations. It's, it's kind of like little stories of things that have happened to me. And I know that other people experience these same things. So it's recognizing one tension that I may have had. And then, you know, what my thoughts were, how I could have gone down a negative road, or I chose to like shift my thinking. And, you know, I've just had a lot of positive feedback about, you know, the ideas in the book. So I had written that it's, it's been out for a while. And, you know, just to kind of flash forward, you know, when we traveled America, we ended up coming back to coming Georgia to our old neighborhood. We were in Boston and the year was going to be coming up in a couple months. And so we, we didn't really have anywhere that we felt compelled to live. And the kids, you know, everybody, right. we just plugged Familiar. right back in. It's so mm -hmm. funny because we flew down from Boston, bought our house in two days in the, in the same, same neighborhood, neighborhood. Wow. bought our house, moved, drove back up or flew back up to Boston. And then we drove uh, the rest of the way in to Virginia, New York. Uh, I don't, I forget where else we went, Pennsylvania. Nashville and ended up back here in the same neighborhood. And it's kind of funny because I remember going to Publix and seeing a neighbor and I hadn't seen them and they go, Oh, what you been up to? And I'm like, Oh, well, we sold our house and we traveled America. We we're on a TV show. We did this and that. And we just moved back and they're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's what I always say. Like a year is such a blip in your life. So if there's yes. something you want to do, go for it. Um, but yeah, when we came back, I was working as a leadership consultant and then there was an opportunity with Disney um, that came about to handle the Southeast region for Disney Institute. So I worked in the advisory group for Disney, um, which was all inclusive about culture, you know, leadership, employee engagement, quality service. And that was awesome, awesome job. But then the pandemic happened and our division went from 400 to 40 
people. And at the time it was really devastating because it was really fun. Like I got to do a lot of cool things, um, you know, in Orlando and California. And I was really, of course, devastated initially. However, I felt like God had put it on my heart to do what I'm doing right now. And I never had the guts to do it because I had the golden handcuffs. And so when this happened, I was like, all right, this is my opportunity to recreate myself and start my own company. And um, so I've created a, a program, a coaching program that's a holistic approach. So it's executive leadership life coaching as a holistic approach. And um, and I also do speaking. And I've I've actually gotten some really great clients, like a you know $3 billion company with 10,000 employees. I'm working with their corporate women. Um, we're getting ready to do another cohort with them. I'm actually have a big presentation tomorrow morning with a very large, you know, multi-billion dollar company here in Atlanta. Um, doing, so I've been doing a lot of stuff and it's been a, quite a journey. Like it's been, this entrepreneur journey is not for the faint at heart mm-hmm. because um, I've had a lot of doubt, a lot of imposter syndrome I've had to overcome for myself. And I just believe that all these things that I'm going through are helping me to help other women. And my whole thing is about pouring belief into other women, you know, people in general. However, in my business, I'm really focused on female leaders. And um, and so it's typically professional corporate women, although, you know, I, can, I work with anybody. But that's really my sweet spot is working in the corporate environment with professional women. Well, thank you. And you bring me to my next point. So if anybody out there is curious about becoming involved with you on any level, um, how could they find you and how could they find the resources that you offer? Yeah, I would say just go to my website, Christine M for Marie Roberts.com. So Christine M Roberts.com. And on the homepage, there's a uh, mindset quiz for you to take. That's an awesome, not only is it fun, how, but it's also a great tool to kind of evaluate where you are. You know, I think I'd shared with you, uh, with Amanda about the Surgeon General had put out a advisory back in May about the epidemic of isolation and loneliness in our country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of of people are suffering, you know, and it's like figuring out how to move forward and how to, you know, again, create your best life. And I just feel really passionate about that. And it's about creating your best life at home and at work. Um, you know, it's like work-life integration is the new term. Yes, I say that. Um, yeah, like it used to be work-life balance. There's no such thing. It's work-life integration. So, uh, I feel really passionate and I've just had tremendous results from a lot of these women and, and yeah, it's just so fun. So. I highly encourage you to check her out or just simply, um, I know you have a jam-packed schedule, but sharing a cup of coffee with Christine is absolutely amazing as well. I want to play a little game with you as we round the end of our segment, uh-huh. um, unless there's anything specific that you would like to share. I'm going to give you a chance to share your final thoughts yeah, okay. here after this, Okay. but I just kind of want to play a word association game. I get yeah. different answers from everybody. <laughs> okay. So I'm curious, what does tenacity mean to you, Christine? Tenacity. It's, uh, pushing through when times are tough and continuing to move forward. Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think about grace? If you were to define grace, how Mm. would you define that? I think grace is forgiving yourself and forgiving others. And just knowing that, you know, we're God, God, we're God's children and we're all perfect in our own way. However, we're not perfect. We're human. So, uh, it's, it's like recognizing that we can all make mistakes. We can all, we're we're all, you know, in most cases people are doing the best they can. So giving grace and forgiveness for, for yourself, I mean, for yourself a lot, you know, a lot of times it's like giving yourself grace and mercy. And so, yeah, that's pretty much how I describe it. And my last question is, out of all of your travels, let's just take maybe the past 20 years, what is something that has um, profoundly impacted the way that you live today? Whether it be a person, an instance, um, you know, one of the experiences that you had on the road, what is something that profoundly impacted you to lead you to where you are today? Oh, wow. Um, I would say, gosh, there's a ton, but just something popped in my head. You know, I went through the executive MBA program at Georgia State University. I mentioned earlier that when I was young, I did not go to college because my parents divorced that year. And, um, and I ended up, you know, doing really well in my career and, 
um, it really hadn't been an issue, but I wanted to have a degree for my own purposes. So long story short, another podcast, but I was the first person to be accepted into the executive MBA at Georgia State University who didn't go to undergrad. And um, part of our pro- part of the program was traveling to Singapore and Bangkok, Thailand, and um, for the international business component. And it was just really like the coolest thing, like being there hosted, we were hosted by Coca-Cola in Thailand and, you know, Singapore Port Authority and UPS Logistics in Singapore. And it's like, I don't know, I just remember being there and just feeling like, wow, I came from a really, you know, no one in my family had gone to college. Um, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. I witnessed domestic violence, was a victim of sexual abuse. Like I look back on my life and it was like, wow, I'm in Asia (laughs) and I'm like, I'm getting an MBA and I didn't even go to undergrad. And like, it just, that is a key thing to know that anything is possible Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of tying into, I know you were going to ask me about closing thoughts. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is wherever you came from or wherever you are today does not define who you can be Mm -hmm. or what you can achieve in your life. And when you focus on how you can do something, what's possible it's incredible the doors that open up. So I encourage everyone listening that whatever's on your heart, if you're not where you want to be today, it doesn't matter because that doesn't define you and you are capable of just about anything you set your mind to. Oh, that was so lovely, Christine. And I kind of stole it from you when I said, I want to ask you a question and then your final thoughts. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I have enjoyed our time together tremendously and I always have an enriched conversation with you. I highly encourage you guys to connect with Christine on LinkedIn. She and I are both there and both active. Um, For those of you out there who enjoyed this segment and find value in the messaging that we deliver, please hit that five-star review. We very much enjoy being on iTunes. Christine, where do you listen to your, or where do you listen to your podcasts? I usually it's on Spotify. So wherever you guys get your shows, you can access this podcast. You can access them 24-7 on businessradiox.com. For our guest today, Christine M. Roberts, <laughs> I thank you again for joining us. And I've been your host, Amanda Peart, Marmalejo. And again, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. I'll spell that last name for you. It's P-E-A-R-C-H space M-A-R-M-O-L-E-J-O. Thank you again, Christine, and we will catch you next time. 